it on the inside. Let's go, let's take it where your friends might not know. Yes, take them to the ringside. What's up, everybody? This is Dropping Wisdom with Santos, and today my guest is Brian. Please introduce yourself, buddy. Hey, my name is Brian Gambali. I'm the manager at Precision Door Service. Okay, so today's podcast is going to be about garage door installations. Okay. 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 Now, with your business, what's the top-selling garage door? Um, well, we're probably 99% retrofit. We don't do new construction. You do have people that want, you know, what's the cheapest thing you have, but we're seeing a lot more people going with higher end doors. I think it's just the economy. People are staying in their house more. There's less flipping. So we're getting a lot of like urethane injected doors, a lot of higher end stuff than we've sold previous years. Uh, what material are the, is the common? Uh, mostly steel. Um, we're getting some aluminum doors. I don't know if you've seen like bars and restaurants will have the doors that are all windows. Mm-hmm. It seems like those are picking up in more modern-looking houses. People do stuff like that. Is that because it's cheaper? No. Or it just gives it a different look? It looks way cooler. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, who are the manufacturers? Um, for doors, primarily, we use uh, Intramatic. That used to be called Amor. They're out in, off of Greenbrier. And we use a company called Haas Doors, which ships out of Ohio. Okay. What are the warranties? Um, typically out of the box, a uh, garage door will come with anywhere from a one to three year warranty parts only. Um, and it doesn't cover your spring. Uh, what we do differently, we take all the parts that come with the door and we scrap them. We use our own parts. So any door you get from us, whether it's our cheapest door or our most expensive door, you get lifetime parts and labor. And service call for as long as you own the home. So if you break a spring 15 years down the road, we're just coming out there and replacing the spring for free. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's something to kind of separate us from everybody else. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good perk to have, too, because yeah. that's, that's important. Okay, now, can you paint the doors? Uh, yeah, any latex exterior. You got There's a clear coat on it, so you got to sand that first. But uh, I've just used like a palm sander. Maybe once a decade, I've got to sand and repaint somebody's door. Because I because I noticed that the residential, you know, it's just white. No one, you don't really see anybody painting it. Because it's they're still the first doors on the house. You know, they they come in a ton of colors. Uh, Sherman Williams also does custom colors, where if it's a exterior color that Sherman Williams offers, the factory will paint it that color for you. Okay, now. Let's say it gets delivered to the house, the doors. How, from start to finish, how long is the process to install the door? Like, um, it depends, you know, single door, double door, with an opener, without an opener. Depends on the level of takedown. Depends if you have to redo back hang. So for me to do your door, a, a eight by seven, nine by seven, by myself, I could probably do it two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. How long does it take for you to get the old door out? And do you do that as well? Is oh, that yeah, part of, yeah. That's part of the process? Yeah. Especially with retrofit, there's going to be a door there existing. Take it out, probably 20, 30 minutes. Now, obviously, is that part of the fee? Is it a, or uh, we charge fee? a door removal fee. So if somebody doesn't have a door, like they're putting an addition on or something like that, we're not going to charge them that. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, so 
remember you telling me how if you order right now, I'm gonna get that shit till like football season. Later than that. Like, uh, explain it, why. It used to be like that's pre-pandemic. Um, if you ordered it today, it would be two Mondays before it shipped. Okay. So, and then I would have it the following Wednesday if it ships out of Ohio. Uh, now there's steel shortages. There's more shortages on painted steel. There's spring shortages. Uh, I had a door show up yesterday. Uh, was just missing the springs. And they, they told me it when it shipped Monday, like, hey, it's back ordered. We're sending you what we have. What good does that do? They can invoice you. Because <laughs> typically if you order something, you don't have to pay for it until you get it. So if they can send you something... They can invoice you that money. They still pay for what they sent. But unfortunately for us, we can't put it in. So it's a cash flow issue. Normally, I'll I'll pick up a door, I'll put it in and use that customer's balance to pay the manufacturer. But if I get the door and I can't get the cash from the customer, we're we're paying the balance on those doors. Yeah. Even though we do take deposits and stuff like that. Ideally, you want the money from the customer to close that job out with manufacturing. And it's backlogged because of lack of workers? Um, probably. Um, you know, COVID has a lot to do with it. The mills have a lot to do with it. China has a lot to do with it. Gas has a lot to do with it. You think about you have a factory. Let's say you can produce 100 doors a day. You know, let's say your demand's 100 doors a day. But then... A guy on the line gets COVID. You got to shut down for three days. The demand doesn't stop for three days. The demand still stays there. So when you come back three days later, instead of doing 100 doors, now you have to do 300 doors. But you only have the capacity to do 100. So that starts a backlog, and eventually you just cannot keep up with it. I think that's where they're at. Uh, I talked to a CEO of one of the manufacturers, and a lot of it is just like raw material stuff. Like for openers, they use a lot of zinc. Price of zinc is through the roof. The price of steel is going crazy. It's just harder and harder to get everything. I've already had four price increases since uh, January 1. For your garage doors? Yeah, just on garage doors. Every manufacturer, like one guy does it, and then they all do it. What was the original cost pre-pandemic then? Um, Depends on the door, but like January, they hit us with like a 5%. Then like another, then a seven, then another five, and then this last one, um, it's anywhere between fifteen to seventeen percent increase on top of the other three. Jesus, you look about thirty over thirty percent. Yeah, that's just. I mean, we're five months into the year, and they've yeah. already given me thirty percent. It's crazy. Oh my god. Um. So when you install new, new doors, now you just install the door. Does that also include the motor and everything? Yeah, we too? do doors and motor. They're they're separate. I tell people it's like a washer and dryer. Everybody's got both, but they're two separate things. You know? Yeah. Can you keep the same remote? You just keep the same motor. Yeah. Um, if you have a open a pre nineteen ninety two that doesn't have little sensors on the bottom like you have. Okay. Uh, typically, we won't we won't work on it or replace it. Just. Once they made those changes, um, you're not really grandfathered in. If you tried to sell a house with one of those openers, most home inspectors would make you replace it just to pass the inspection. Oh, wow. Okay, well, what's the easiest way for the buyer to maintain the garage door himself? 
Um, we offer two dumps. You know, sometimes people have all our stuff. They want us to come out once a year. We'll lubricate everything. We'll do 25 point inspection. Let them know if anything's going on with it. Especially people like that because they do have our warranty with it. If I see a broken cable, I'm going to replace it while I'm there at no cost to you. So a lot of people do that. But, you know, you can, there's YouTube videos on how to lubricate doors yourself. A lot of times, if the people are interested, our installers will show them how to do it. We lubricate everything during the initial install, but you should be doing it every six months or a year. Yeah, my dad did that for me, I want to say, five years, six years ago. Mm-hmm. He had some kind of little device and he oiled, he lubricated my chain. Yeah. I, I haven't done it since, so I think maybe I'm... Chain doing... you don't have to do. No? It's coated from the factory for the life of the opener. Okay. Oh. But just hinges and stuff like that it should be done. But if you're in Sandbridge, you would know if you haven't lubricated it. Those things, it's like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. You come into these uh, summer rentals that haven't been open in nine months... You can barely get the doors open. Really, right? because of the salty air? Oh yeah! Holy shit! I didn't even think about we won't, that. We won't. We won't even warranty out there. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's good to know. Or unfortunate for them to know. Yeah, I mean, you should. You should see the cables. Everything rusts Just out. Rust out, out, huh? Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't even know that. Okay, well, <clears throat> what do you is um? Do you when someone has a problem with the motor? Can you just easily, um, sometimes is it the remote and you can easily replace the remote? Uh, I mean, Cause sometimes I think like your battery might be low and you're yeah, pushing it could the be the battery, the water, right? could be the receiver, could be a short in your wall button that's making you think the lock's on. There's a million things. That could, I mean, you saw that truck that's full of parts. Yeah. I mean, each truck we're driving around probably has about $5,000 worth of inventory on it. For just replacement parts. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, there's no doors on there. Yeah. Just parts for fixing doors. Okay, now, okay. So, as of right now, what kind of wisdom can you give the customer if he's on the bubble? Should I order a garage door through you? Mm-hmm. Or should I just go to Home Depot and buy one and install it myself? Um, well, doors are a little bit harder because you're dealing with spring tension. But I get a lot of people that want to buy their own opener. At Home Depot. So typically, I'm obviously more expensive than Home Depot, than you buying your opener at Home Depot and installing it yourself. But it really comes down to the warranty. Like I told you, you know, we're lifetime parts and labor. So let's say you buy an opener at Home Depot six months down the road. It's not working. So what you're going to do, you're going to call Chamberlain yourself. You're going to get on the ladder. You're going to troubleshoot it with the guy. And he's going to say, okay, that's a logic board. Let's say you're within the year that they give you parts on, they'll send you that. So for the five to seven business days, you have no garage door opener. And then it comes out, you get on a ladder, you put it in, and you're back up and running. You get it from us, we come out, we replace it same day. So, but if you're after the warranty, that logic board's probably going to cost you, you know, 100, 120 bucks. And that's assuming you're somebody that has the ability to get on a ladder to use tools and pull a board off of a yeah. garage door opener. The average, you know, 90-year-old lady's not going to do that. No. No, definitely. Okay, what about um, someone that's trying to get into your business? What do you tell them? What do you, kind of wisdom can you give them? When can you start? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, it's so hard to find people. Uh, you got to be mechanically inclined, and you also have to be good with customers. You know, we're going into people's houses all day by ourselves. You're selling yourself as much as the product. I mean, you know me, I was a chef. 
Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even know how one of these worked when I started, you know, 13 years later, you know, running a, <laughs> run the company. But if, you know, if you're organized, you know, really, you can teach anybody. What, 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 what's your start? I'll pay for them. Um, I don't worry in the, if you're somebody with like no experience, we're probably 15, 16 bucks an hour to start. Uh, our technicians make commission. So whatever you sell, you get you know, 15% of that. Hmm. Uh, obviously, if you sell a door, we take out the cost of the door because that's expensive. So you get 15% of the markup. But, you know, all of our guys make pretty good money. Okay. Anything else you'd like to talk about on this topic before I change it? Yeah. Okay. How, um, have you played fantasy football lately? Not since with you. I haven't played in years. No, for you. It's not the last time you played me. Did I win that year? Uh, the year before. Well, we we had it going for like five or six years. I don't remember. I was just getting so tired of people flaking out, man. Yeah. You know, like, like you'd be playing somebody I needed you to lose, and the guy you're playing didn't even start a quarterback. That yeah, you know, I know. it would piss me off. Yeah, I, that is true. That's why I'm at least when um when you put some money, you have money down, and what the incentives that they're doing now keeps is like people interested. Yeah. yeah. They, there, what a couple of the leagues I'm into now, what keeps everyone into it is that they have maybe weekly winnings. You know, like whoever wins that has the highest point this week is yeah. 50 bucks out of the pot. So that keeps people wanting yeah. to so play. So once you're not eliminated, you're not give you up. You can still make money through yeah, per week, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, well, shit, man. I miss it because it keeps me interested in other games. Now I'm like, I just watch the Giants. And that's already torture. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man, but no. Man, we had top 10 defense last year, man. You Things guys are looking up. You guys weren't that bad, actually. You guys weren't that bad. But um, how do you think you all did it today, um, this year in the draft? Really good, man. I mean, we picked up a ton of draft capital. Next year, we got two ones, a two, two threes, two fours, two fives, and a six and a seven. And you're in a division that's very winnable this year. Oh, the yeah. team I actually see that's coming up, I do see the Redskins being better. Yeah, but they still, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to take you very far. True. You know, they got nobody else. But this is probably going to be a carrier. This will be the, they'll get somebody in free agency or somebody next year. I mean, the Eagles are a mess. Dallas didn't do enough to address their number 32 defense. So I, I think we're the most well-rounded team that's what in saying. the division. Yeah, that's yeah the Redskins, Redskins, um, that's the only thing I see because they, they were doing okay with really out no quarterback. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. year. So, but honestly, if Philly didn't tank that last game, we won the division and we're in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, instead, you know, they tanked and they trade in front of us in the draft. You know, we're living inside their head, rent free. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're down to the, the Santos signature questions. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen an UFO or alien? UFO alien, no. Have you ever had any paranormal experiences? Yes. Please tell me the one that sticks out to you the most. Um, first, let me show you the picture. You know, I'm from Staten Island in New York City, and there's a... Uh, Are you... Please, can you also send this to me so I can post it with Instagram and Facebook when I yeah. post your episode? Oh, sweet. There's an old... Um, Tuberculosis Hospital in Staten Island. Those are always haunted on Ghost Adventures all the time. Yeah, man. Um, they've probably been there on Ghost Adventures. And uh, when we were kids, we used to go there. So we went one night and... The That's fa- crazy. Y'all fucking crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if... 
It's the scariest place in the world. So do you have your own picture? Or you just, no, this oh. is just this is just a Google image search. Look at this. This is what's left of that hospital now. What's the name of it? Seaview Hospital in Staten Island. So what it is, Oof. there's a long row of trees leading up to this main house. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, so we're in there at night, 16 years old. We're all drinking, and all my friends go in. I'm too scared. I, I stay out with the car, and they come out. There used to be the door here that's boarded over, and they were out on this thing just throwing bottles, going crazy. I'm like, please, God, let's just get out. <laughs> so finally, I get everybody in the car. I go to start the car. Car won't start. Immediately, I, I see the temperature go to H, and there's like smoke coming out of the hood. I'm like, did that car ever have any problems before? We got there. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, you know, it just started up again, and I like peeled out of there. Well, I don't think you saying you were too scared. I think maybe you were just too smart. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been there like during the day. You know, we would go during the day, and it wasn't too bad. But at night, man, it is. Scary. Any, have you ever experienced anything though, or just the car issue? That, I felt like that was something. That was somebody saying, "Hey, quit fucking around." And then, yeah, stop throwing bottles. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, here's there, <laughs> there's another good picture of the inside of the hospital. I actually think Ghost Adventures was in this one. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the documentary Cropsy? No. On Netflix. Uh, Cropsy. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It's pretty interesting. It was about a girl that disappeared on Staten Island, like back in the eighties. She had like Down syndrome. And a, this hospital is tied into it. And I don't know if you remember the Geraldo interview in like the late 70s, early 80s at Willowbrook Mental Institution. I, I think something yeah. like that I do remember. Like he went in there and it was just. All disgusting bunch of naked yeah, little kids. There was something corners. like 10 VCs people that every one employee. Yes. Yeah. And it was a guy that that like worked there as like a maintenance guy. And he was like one of the suspects. He was just like nuts. But. It, they thought he was hiding out of that hospital. And uh, the guy that was doing the documentary went in there at night, just kind of the same thing, just to spook people out. And, of course, while he's there, he runs into a bunch of other teenagers. They're just <laughs> looking around the hospital. But that was like the place to go in Staten Island to just get the actually, crap Actually, what are you talking about? I actually think I'm, I think I seen I – seen, um, I think I might have seen the documentary. I could be actually getting confused with the uh, Ghost Adventures – episode because they, they went into that and they i think they picked up on that bad guy yeah it's a little girl Spirit. jennifer named down syndrome like the whole court case was like the guy was just no the guy didn't talk or anything it was super scary damn well thanks for coming on my podcast yeah, please man. please tell everybody on where you work at again just in case they uh, want again i'm brian gambali i'm the operations manager for precision door of hampton roads and richmond All right. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you guys next time.